0: About. Trying to figure out what it's all about. Excellent Celeste. Am I worth anything or just a scout? I don't know. I don't know.
1: I don't know. That was great sounds of Watson with Outside on WNHHLP 103.5 FM New Haven. Myself Prestige with my partner in crime, Long Island Raised, Elm City Made, EZ Blues, is in the building easy blues you're better with introductions more than me who do we have with us today on behind the brand
0: ladies and gentlemen there those who know me understand that lyrics mean so much to me it is by far the lifeblood of music as far as i'm concerned in my not so humble opinion when i tell you there are certain lyricists that can take you on a path from childhood to adulthood, can take you on an emotional journey with almost every single phrase, it is one of the most incredible things to do. And then, say you go to a show, you walk into a regular show, you're expecting to see a bass guitar over here, two guitars there, huge amplifiers, a bunch of dudes with either really big beards or long hair that probably haven't showered in two weeks, but you would be incorrect where real art comes in every single form. And there was this one time I was able to walk into a show, hear this beautiful piano playing with this incredible backbeat drum behind it. And I understood I was seeing something different. I was seeing something incredible. I was passing strange as I truly sat and got to understand this. And today we are blessed and honored to have an incredible songwriter, an incredible musician, and a phenomenal human being Put your hands together, not if you're driving. If you're driving, please keep your hands at 10 and 2 because we don't need any accidents, all right? But mentally, put your hands together for the amazing Kate and Mirabella. Welcome. How are you?
2: Thank you. What an intro. Wow. (laughs) I am good. How are you?
0: I'm I'm fantastic. I'm about to have some coffee. Mmm. Also, my lifeblood. Lyrics and coffee. That's what gets me through my day. (laughs) But... For the, for the the listener at home that doesn't really, that has been hiding under a rock and has not seen the incredible uh, leaps and bounds that you guys in Passing Strange have, have made, can you fill them in a little bit of what the concept is of Passing Strange and how you take a look at, because you guys write differently than I'll say yeah. a majority of the musicians we have on here. And i really like to dive deep into that process.
2: Yeah, we're definitely different. And I think it's because Anthony and I are so different. Um, it actually started at an open mic. I bought a keyboard. I was like, I had one at home. And I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go sing Fiona Apple at an open mic. And Anthony was there. And I don't know if he like, knew I was nervous or just thought like it might be kind of awkward at a bar to just like, sing at a piano. He's like, oh, I'll just hop on the drums behind you. And at the end of the song, we were like, that? worked and it's mostly because i was a drummer first
3: Mm -hmm.
2: so i kind of like have a lot of percussion on my left hand so it doesn't sound like totally flat like we're missing an instrument but we so we came together because we said that sounds cool but stylistically we are so different he is like 80s hair bands metal Marilyn Manson, Deftones, just not me. I do like all of that, but it's not my major influence. Mm -hmm. And I'm the the, like emo kid who grew up screaming Fall Out Boy and Panic at the Disco and, and like really slow, sad, all lyrics. So I think when we come together, we both just bring our own kind of style and influence. So it is gonna sound like nothing you've ever heard
0: (laughs) well I I do I think it's so super interesting because with how different your guys style is and for those who have not you know met you all it is there is there is no fluff here you're being 100% honest I've I've had I've sat and had conversations with the both of you and have gone in 17 different musical style uh aspects um and it's Super, super interesting that you sat down to first do a little, little bit of Fiona Apple because I know that some reviewers that have looked over things have given comparisons to like Fiona Apple, and not just because she plays piano. You play piano should actually sound that way it is because there actually are some similar themes and some similar vocal um, vocal riffs and things that, that that you go on. So you know people really dive deep when when they're when they're looking at your your music itself. Um, as you continue through that journey, um, you started out on drums now, right?
2: Yeah, um, in like elementary
0: school. Right.
2: Um, awesome. I did not start piano for like a few years after that. Mm-hmm. So that was always my main instrument.
0: Well, I, what I've always loved about piano is, um, piano is all of the variations of instruments, sand and brass. You know, it is a string instrument because there are, you know, on the actual pianos, not the keyboards. Oh Lord, why don't we? Um, you know on the actual pianos themselves you have the hammers that hit the string and you're also hitting on the key So it is a percussive instrument, but also a stringed instrument But also dealing with a vibrational instrument. So it is one of to, to me the most incredible type of, of instruments out there um, And you're able to deal with the low end and the high end at the same time So you're getting a much fuller sound um so did you were like, hey, everyone else is playing guitar. I don't feel like doing that. Or did you just really have a draw to the piano or a strong influence in um, your repertoire?
2: It actually just kind of fell into my life. My grandfather was a big piano player. Um, he played only by ear, but was playing classical music, just like incredible. So um, I would go to, like over my grandparents and like play with the piano. And it was actually really creepy. He passed away when I was, I think, 13. And a month later, I sat down at his piano and just played a song, like a Fallout Boy song completely by ear. And ever since then, I can just play the piano. I don't read music, I don't, it's all by ear. But that's how it started. I just had, hadn't really tried before, I guess. Yeah.
0: And, and for all those that have uh, been studying piano since they were three years old and can barely play anything, I will say for them, poo-poo, darn it, why can't I play it by ear? <laughs> um, no, but it, it's, it's, people don't really see understand that there is some sort of genetic aspect to the whole thing. You know, yeah. your, your grandfather was able to play piano and play by ear, you're able to play and play by ear as well. Um, now, did you grow up just with your grandfather playing instruments in the household? Was or was this a family affair?
2: Um, my immediate family, there weren't musicians. We were a big athletic family, okay. all about sports. Um, I had an uncle who plays every instrument, like known to man. I'm pretty sure he made like an album covering all, all the Beatles and he plays every instrument and sings it. Um, so that was another house I'd go over and I'd like hop on the drums and the piano, whatever I could find, Mm -hmm. but my house, there weren't instruments until my brother and I started playing drums, so. Yep, no piano in the house.
0: (laughs) No, it's, it's just an incredible, um journey to see and and when you start to like take a look deeper into things i love to see where where the initial seed is planted and how it got got nurtured and grown um now i've spoken with a lot of different musicians uh p and i also speak with a lot of uh, phenomenal athletes and what i'm noticing is there are a lot of similarities between like the preparation of like music and you know hardcore athletes like i remember you know going back and watching tape of football and we will go back and watch tape of a performance and start to break it down like, oh, you should have you planted your feet here and, and, and popped up your hips with that tackle. we're like, dude, it's music. Why we're not talking about tackling? Um, do you do that as well? Is that kind of like a way that you go through that, You know, or your practice is like, okay, we're in here, we're practicing, we got this amount of time for this, a lot of amount of time for this, or is it more of that like laid back, we just like to hang out together type of vibe?
2: It's pretty legit um I know as an athlete I like that was my adrenaline that is how I got it all out It's how I got all of my emotions out Mm -hmm. and I played like up through college a pretty intense level and as soon as it ended I was like now what I like had no idea what to do and between Anthony and my mom they were both like just do it they were like just commit to music i was supposed to go to college for music and i switched and decided to go where i want to play soccer like soccer just kind of won Mm -hmm. so they were like just do it what do you got to lose and since then it has been my outlet um especially if i have an injury and i can't work out or run um just the writing process like using my brain for something but then when we do practice, when we do play, it's probably the only other time I can just shut my brain off Mm -hmm. like I would during a soccer game and just go at it, have fun and relax, kind of. It's a little too intense, but yeah, when we get there, practice. Like, we are practicing. We act like we're at a show. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, we'll talk during the week, did you practice this week? So, because with two people, Mm -hmm. one person doesn't practice. It's going to be Pretty obvious.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, not not many people to hide behind if there's only the two of you sitting up there. Um, But no, it's it's just super, super, super interesting because not a lot of people, the people who don't go out and perform on an everyday basis, for the average listener sitting at home, um, they don't quite get the fact that it can be performing can be the most anxious you're ever gonna feel and the most relaxed you're ever gonna feel, just like right at that peak. valley you know we we call it right either riding the wave or just you know finding your spot in the giant song um you know of the world uh as you are continuing to go out there and you guys are evolving your sound and like from from your first record to your second record there has been this incredible evolution um i know you guys are now about four or five months into the second record's release yeah i'm about right yeah see i pay attention i pay attention (laughs) I guessed, um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, is there a, ne- uh, like, are you already in a, re- a writing process right now or are you guys just kind of like focusing on playing out the shows and playing the songs from this record so that you're getting, you know, the giving this record the proper amount of exposure?
2: We're definitely giving it some love. We are playing out like crazy. The first album came out the weekend everything shut down Mm -hmm. for COVID. Oh, man. So like our album release was like, we were one of the last shows. The next day, restaurants closed. Um, We were even like, should we have it? Like we weren't sure at that point. So we dropped the record. It was so exciting. And then nothing, we couldn't go anywhere. We couldn't play it. I don't think we even like promoted it in person. It would just be online or on Spotify, which was, so frustrating (laughs) and then the second one like we are still in a pandemic it came out a year later or two you know about two years Mm -hmm. but not much has changed so it came out in october Mm -hmm. um great response it was awesome and i got covid in december Mm -hmm. and was just out completely out of commission till maybe june and I'm still not really hundred percent better. Um, so now we are just so obnoxiously playing shows. Like we don't care where it is. We don't care if it's with the complete opposite genre. We're like, put us on your bills and it just feels so good. Cause we weren't even practicing. Cause that when I was sick, so we are just pouring it on. I'm, I'm not even thinking about writing new music cause I'm just so happy. Nice there's people to be hearing it and seeing it and talk to people about it and show them the albums. I was in my bed for so long that w- with no creative thoughts either. <laughs> I just couldn't use the time to write or anything. I was just
0: out. You no, know, it's, it's uh, that whole experience and, and the whole aspect of COVID I, you know, I was there, I was at, I was at your first, at the first album CD release show, I remember, you know, the, the good people at the cellar wiping down all the yeah. handrails every oh. like four minutes, like yeah. if someone walked in, like, went to eat. <laughs> yeah, we, we, no one had any clue, but we, we we were, everyone was trying to figure it out. And, um you know, here we are. And, and at, at some point, it did feel like this might be like the last show I ever see. Um, and I really it was it was an awkward and it was an odd evening, but it was also something beautiful because you guys were able to bring people together. You guys were able to you know, you had uh, the amazing Frank uh, Frank, Frank Viali on, on there as well. you know you were able to really crank uh, things out and it was it was a, such a beautiful experience. Um, now with the second record release, it was a little more of, of a, a grandiose sort of, of a type of scale because, you know, I, I love how you now say, you know, you'll play with anybody, any different genres, because in the beginning I was noticing, you know, you were kind of sitting there in the singer songwriter peoples and I love them to death. They're my mm-hmm. people. You know, I, I was I rode down and dirty with them for many, many, many t- years before I got with who I got with um, and I love them to death. But I was like, hmm, I would love to see the next evolution of this. I would love to see, you know how do I say this oh uh, whatever uh, send all forward all hate mail um to not me um but I would love to see you, you know play with a little bit more of an energized bill um yeah. and there's all, look you know I love singer songwriters I, I love lyrics I love how they, they do things but there comes a point where the show kind of goes like this yeah um and i've I've always felt that you guys have the dynamics that your show could go like this um and you know I felt, again in my humble opinion that playing the singer-songwriter is kind of holding your energy back a little bit. Did you feel like that or am I just a jerk? No no you're right.
2: Um, I to my core will always be a singer-songwriter. I always right. sit at a piano. I sing quietly. Usually slow. Very like you are at if you're at that show You're looking and listening. And it is quiet the whole time. Cause again, that's part of lyrics. Like that is my core. And what we started out was we were so afraid to headline or end a show and have everyone be like, Oh, the energy's back down. It's just a piano and drums. But then it ended up being like, how many acoustic guitar singers in a row is like, we you know just not diverse enough so once we started like we would be like okay we'll go first and then these louder bands will go and now it's like ooh, we'll go in the middle like we're really getting crazy now and it has been so cool we played we played with arms like roses last Mm. week like a screamo local band renegade cartel just like bands we never would have thought would have worked And it does. It just adds, um, and we are able to be much looser and energetic. I'm not afraid to, like, be hammering down and really perform. Anthony does crazy stick twirling because he's a, again, he's a rock drummer. Right. I don't know what he's doing here, but I'm glad he's here. Um, So it has been really cool. We've definitely grown as a band and as performers by doing that.
0: And, and that is a huge, this is the, t- the, the point in the show where I tell the people listening at home, it's time to pull over to the side of the road, take out your pen and your piece of paper and write down this nugget, play shows with different genres. Play shows, challenge yourself, not just in the songwriting aspect, but in the performance aspect. You know, if, if you hear that there is a band in your city or in your town or in your tri-state area that is the best live band out there, find out who they are Go get on a bill with them and put your energy match their energy, you know. Have that point. I do not believe in competition in music other than the night of the show. The night of the show, the competition, and it's really amongst yourself. Yeah, I'm gonna go. You know, this is my stage, I own this stage, and I hope the band that goes on after us also feels like they own this stage. And because we're gonna bring the energy to here, sometimes to here, but mainly to here. Um, And then uh, we hope that they take the ball and they run with it. One of the best shows we we were able to do is actually at our lovely place, The Cellar, where you had um, uh, Too Much of a Good Thing, A Touring Act, Cinders, and then we were able to play. And the whole night was just, okay, oh, you're going to do that? Well, I'm going to one-up you over here. Okay, you're going to do that? Well, I'm going to one-up you over here. You know, watching my drummer go, oh, I see what you did there. Okay, I got you. No worries. I'm going to bring it later. It'll be fun. You know, and watching the bass player go, oh, that was a really crazy run there. Or that kick, you know, that, that one weird kick just worked out so well. These are the evolutions you need to do as an act to continue to grow. Because you can be absolutely successful and miserable staying in that flat line. But if we're getting comparatively, right, a flat line means you're dead as an artist we need to have those peaks and those valleys there's some times where and some of your stuff's just not going to land yeah and that's okay yeah you know? that was what so, it was
2: holding us back and it was actually uh, an, a my chemical romance biography where they said we will play with anyone we do not care and anthony and i were like if Gerard Way is gonna like go to a coffee shop and scream at people. And also people would ask us like, what's your genre? And we'd be like, indie, like alternative. We really don't have one. Every song is so different. Mm-hmm. Then I'm like, how are we gonna be picky with genres we play with if we don't even have a specific, you know, pocket that we fit in? So we are just fully embracing it. And it's so fun.
1: It is fun on WNHHLP one hundred three point five FM New Haven. Myself, Prestige, my partner in crime, Long Island Rays, Elm City Made, EZ Blues is in the building. We got Kate from Passing Strays with us on Behind the Brand, and Kate, I hope I didn't lose your train of thought. Go right ahead.
2: I was just yelling. It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: stand by it. Just we, um, you know, as you continue to grow and as you continue to, to push through one of the other things I really, really respect about you in in particular, Um, I'm not leaving Anthony out because I love and respect him too. I'll give him hugs later. Um, But you try to make sure that other marginalized voices are heard and you go out of your way to put yourself on bills with other marginalized voices. Um, We've had many conversations um, with the people from uh, Trashing Violet. We've had many conversations with Jen- Jennifer Hill. We've had many conversations with all these um, females in the music industry. It's not easy. Um, it's definitely a lot easier for somebody who is palm-colored and me um, than it is for you guys to have a seat at the table. And not only do you sit at that table, you make sure that other people can sit at that table with you. Um, has this been an always thing with you? Or has this been something that, say, pandemic and of course getting sick has like awoken in you?
2: It has definitely always been me. But I also grew up in a time that is so cool after, you know, all these movements in the 90s, where I grew up not second guessing it. Like, yeah, I play sports. Yeah, I'm going to college. Yeah, I'm doing all these things. I'm a musician. And it's kind of when I started recording or performing, I was like, where are the not white boys? Like, I just couldn't believe it because I grew up just like, that's how it is. You know, um, that everyone's included. And I started to realize like, oh, we're gonna have to do this ourselves. And my sibling lives down in Baltimore and you walk anywhere, there's always music, all the, all types of people playing. And I'd come home and I'm like, there aren't not trans musicians in Connecticut. There are not non-binary musicians in Connecticut. I'm just, just not seeing them. I don't know them, I don't hear them. Um, and it was at, actually Caitlin Sheridan kind of started this at the state house, put together a woman and women led non-binary bill. And I'm like, this music is so cool. It's all different genres, all in the perspective of lyrics. That isn't just, I'm angry, rock and roll, which I love, but (laughs) it it has just been so cool to find these artists. And I'm not like, oh, you're a girl, you can play with us. I will play with anyone, Mm -hmm. but I find these bands like Arms Like Roses, like Alexandra Burnett, and people have never heard of them. And I just feel like I—it it is my job to get these people in front of crowds and to spread the word because I can name every Connecticut emo boy band. I love mm-hmm. all of them. Um, the pop punk scene, all of them. And I'm just like, there are other people here who do it. Evelyn Gray, like certain mus- musicians are just mm-hmm. like, get these in front of people. It's kind of my mission.
0: Yeah, that's, that, that's incredible. And uh, again, that's one of the things that has really um, drawn me to watch your journey. Um, I'm someone who, who sits back in the cut, um, you know, but I'm always paying attention. Um, some people say you know, I'm a fixture of the scene. I don't think I am. I'm just i I'm just a dude. You know, looking looking at a scene, telling them I love them. Um, but you know, as you guys are continuing to progress and push those envelopes, Connecticut is a very interesting state um, where there are a whole bunch of people who are are very forward thinking minded, but there are still some people who. Hold on to societal trauma, that only allows them to grow to a certain point. Um, do you find blowback for what you for what you are doing in trying to help um, you know give voice to the marginalized?
2: I haven't much. Um, for me, if I'm putting a bill together, I want my favorite bands on that bill. And because I have done my research, looked at all these Connecticut bands, the last bill was *Sparkle and Fade* and *Arms Like Roses*. Happen to have women in them, but they're my favorite bands. And um, the only time there'll be blowback is if you mention the the genre, female fronted. Right. And I'll say that's not a genre. That's mm-hmm. there's a girl in the band. Right. You know, people have come up to me and like, "You remind me of Paramore." And like that is a full rock band
0: mm-hmm.
2: with, with no piano in it but maybe my voice sounds like Haley williams if that's what you're trying to say you know so things like just saying look how many different musicians there are mm-hmm. would none of us sound the same none of the lyrics are the same and when i usually when i put a bill together or you know give some suggestions i don't get blowback people are pumped that they found a new band or, you know, met new people, get some networking in. I know that is half the music I find is I'm put on a bill and I'm like, who is Two-Headed Girl? This band is phenomenal. So not much blowback, luckily.
0: <laughs> no, that's awesome. That, that, that is absolutely fantastic. And it's good to hear because I love to hear it from a different point of view, you know, some people won't push back, you know, when we do it, but that's because I'm loud and they don't want to get into a yelling match Uh or, you know, some people like, Oh, you're scary looking. I'm like, really? I'm a flipping teddy bear. Um, but as you're continuing to, to, to grow and push, do you think you're going to get a little bit more into the promotion aspect, you know, promoter aspect of music, or are you happy being the artist that happens to put a bill together every, every, every so get.
2: Um, see, that's a tough one because my, day job is marketing Mm -hmm. so if i'm on a bill i'm like i'll do the design i'll make the event like i just can totally handle it um and i've always been known since middle school as like the girl that shows everyone music or makes all the playlists for all the parties i love showing people music Mm -hmm. but it does get very tiring. At the end of the day, I'm an artist. I want to create. I want, I'm much more comfortable just using my voice to say, have you guys heard of this band? Like my, our merch suitcase, all the stickers on it are non-binary, non-gender conforming or women artists, just to start a conversation. Some people are like, that's a cool sticker. And I'll be like, it's a band. Or they'll say, I've never heard of that. And I can, I can just have a canvas at every one of my shows and say, they were so great to play with. Oh, this was awesome. So at the moment, I am definitely more comfortable just constantly talking about bands, telling people about them, sharing Spotify playlists than actually booking shows. Um, but I won't knock it till I try it, I guess. It's <laughs> <tiring> it so <laughs>
0: no and 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 actually booking booking the shows are massively exhausting and there's so much you know and and then of course if if you were the one that booked it you put the whole thing together and you know the first half hour of the door being open no one happens to show up like like it's normal and it's completely normal thing it happens at every show humanly possible but your your whole insides like just clench until like the first 10 people walk in the door and you're like okay i can breathe now You know, it's 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 a very real thing. Um, it's trauma that I talk to my therapist about every week. Um, but you know, we, we get through it and we move forward. <laughs> what is the end goal for Passing Strange and for Kate as well?
2: Oh my God! Oh, I got my you, husband, Dustin. Of course. Let's... Let's see. For Passing Strange. It's very odd because this started as just, I have to get this out of me. I was at one of the worst, maybe the worst time in my entire life. I had a knee injury, so I couldn't play soccer. I couldn't go on a run. And I just felt so trapped. And like, I had buried the music part of me for years. Um and just felt like I gotta do this, I've gotta write, I've gotta, I just need to get it out of me. But then it actually went very well. And I'm like, oh, now what? And we ended up writing two more albums worth of songs. And now we both even said it feels like something turned, like something changed with this Mosin album. Like people like you're like, oh, I've heard of them or oh, I've seen them somewhere. And we're just like, what are you talking about? I wrote that in my bed, sad one day. Um, So the band goal is just keep going, just keep growing. Like I said, now it's not, I'm not chugging out these songs like I used to. I would be so obnoxious and throw like three new songs at Anthony every day but we're just loving it. We love that people are hearing about us, more people are coming to shows, we see, we see our t-shirts and our stickers everywhere. So for now, I would say it's just enjoy it at the moment. Keep going. Exactly, like why, this is more than I ever would have thought. I thought I was gonna write some songs, put them on SoundCloud, you know, and just be like, all right, there's my diary out there on the internet. So we're just having a lot of fun. And as for me personally, I did not think I was gonna become this voice in the local scene, but it just kind of felt like, well, if no one else is gonna do it, if no one else is gonna raise awareness to all these acts, I guess I'll do it. that's just who I am. I'm not, um, you know, yelling it from the rooftops, but I'll see, national acts coming through or, you know, pretty big acts coming through. And I'm like, this is a great fit. Like you might not, if you go on Instagram or Spotify and look for the Connecticut band with the most followers. Okay, cool. But these people would really fit your sound. Your fans would really like them. So I I guess that's what I do now.
0: (laughs) But (laughs) Welcome. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, it just, it's second nature to me, I've, as a music, as a, someone who recommends music. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I guess, personally, like, I'll try to write a happy song. I don't know if it'll happen, because what's happening is, my life's good now. Like, I wrote that last album after, freak up, and all these terrible things. And now I'm this emo kid who has nothing to complain about, which is really difficult. I'm like, I wanna whine, but I don't (laughs) have many bad things happening, which I guess is good. So I I think that's my goal, is to not have to write another album that is traumatic. Let's let's just sing those songs, but nothing bad really happens to me anymore.
0: And, and, to clar- and to clarify, you don't want to have to go through the trauma of, re- of, of, of how, you know, of living that trauma to write about it, to, to release it. Exactly. I'm now. like,
2: okay, I did yeah. that. But there's yeah, our catalog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: We're good now. <laughs> We're good now. But that's that's a very real, um, very real thing for every, every artist. And And, you know, when you find your artistic stride coming out of a traumatic experience, Um, And then you wind up chasing the dragon to kind of say, and, you know, you could sabotage yourself to the point where you put yourselves in harmful situations so you can continue to try to get, you know, that moment over and over and over again. And it becomes almost like an addiction, Um, you know, and there are no support groups. You know, there's, abs- in fact, you know, not only are there are no support groups, but you can turn on the television and hear that song you you obsessed about when you were in high school as the new BMW commercial. Um, yeah. And it starts to mess with you. Like, it starts <laughs> to break down your soul a little bit. Like, that song meant things, and now it does not. Um, as you continue to to go forward, and that, that healing aspect is important, um, are you looking at any type of... Like, from, for example, I've been listening to a Quest Love book and a uh Brown uh, book or whatever, David Byrne book um, about the creative process and about different ways to be in the creative process. You know, I've, I've done some research into the old um, ridiculous theater of like the uh, late 60s, early 70s, you know, type of, of things oh, wow. just to try to continue to push, you know, my artistic envelope. Um, Because if I don't have that, I I don't know what I have. I don't know who I am without it. Um, So I can't. I wish I could stop writing. (laughs) Um, It'd be great. I'd be able. I'd be able to sleep. Like, well, no lies. Um, I would have more time to sleep. Um, You know. Are you you know stoking those flames in that type of aspect, or are you just kind of in that? I'm cool here. Like it seems like you're in the I'm cool here part,
2: but I'm I can also the, see there's a little fire. I'm, I'm in the, I'm cool, but I can't let myself get restless. Like I can't, going out and playing our songs has been awesome, but mm-hmm. I'm technically not creating anything, which is, that's what is hard. Um, for me, I'm kind of going back to my English. Like I was an English major, like those roots more like poetry, And the type of writing I'm reading and listening to is simple. It's um, more observational. Just someone sees something happening and writes about it and tries to make it a unique perspective. Or like Death Cab is a master at that. Phoebe Bridgers is a master at that. Just what do you get out of something? even if it's not some horrible thing, some horrible experience. Um, in college, one of our assignments every week was to go to the museum on campus, sit in front of a painting or photograph or something and write a poem. And that is the type of stuff I'm doing. Just not, um, oh, I hate to quote Taylor Swift, but that's what she's doing right now. She said, my catalog is my diary. She's like, I'm tired. She's like, it's tiring to just put your heart on your sleeve constantly. And I don't think her life's very bad either anymore. So she's writing stories. She's working with Bon Iver and writing Mm -hmm. stories for people to listen to. And that is more where I'm at. Even the last album, I have songs based on Edgar Allan Poe off based off Californication, the television show, because I don't have much energy left to, to, go back to the same experiences and be sad again. So it's been fun and creative and really, at the core, writing rather than find a sad melody and put, some, and put sad words to it. So it's been really nice. But we'll see, because fall and winter are coming, and I might just, you
0: know, I got you.
2: the emo girl might come out. <laughs>
0: One, one thing that i will say and it's it's a wonderful challenge you know i instead of finding the the sad melody and putting the sad lyrics over it i find it very interesting when you take that really happy melody um and you sing very happily but you say very 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 dark things um and then people start to sing along with it and they sway and then they're like did he just say what i think he just said i'm not it's sure beautiful. Um, so that that's a that's a wonderful challenge. Um when, when you can when you can do that, it's a dance that is yeah. it it's like the Lombada. It is a forbidden dance and I love it. I'm convinced
2: the sweatshirt I have on, After Laughter by Paramore, right.
0: mm-hmm.
2: is one of the best examples of that ever. Mm-hmm. It's like her divorce album, and you yep. can dance through the whole thing.
0: Mm-hmm. And I do.
2: <laughs>
0: I do that is incredible and amazing um as we're, we're continuing to to move forward and and grow what is your ideal bill and we're, we're to, let, let's go all the way back like if you could you don't, they don't have to be alive you know we could do a like a strictly local one we can go global you know what let's let's get crazy
1: Let's get crazy on WNHH LP 103.5 FM New Haven myself prestige and my partner in crime Long Island raised Elm City made EZ blues is in the building we have Kate from passing strange with us Kate go right ahead
2: thank you got me some time because I'm like yeah. I don't know
1: <laughs> easy it's play hard. some Japanese music okay buddy
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> there we go spice it up
2: it's hard. because in my heart Mm My bill is my type of music, like my experience at a concert. I've done Warp Tour, I've done all sorts, I've broken my thumb in a mosh pit. It's, It's fun. But if I'm gonna go to a show, I want to stand in the front, look up and just listen to art. Like I want it to be you take it in. So I guess it would be it would be Julian Baker with a Phoebe Bridgers element. And I would have to say death cab because that is just you would sit there and listen to art the whole night. The only thing is we can get a little spicy and a little rock. So we would have to, if, if it was a Fiona Apple do, you know, collab, it would just be a dirty, angry piano woman night, which also sounds very fun. So we'd probably fit in better with that. But I want to crowd when I'm playing our softer indie songs, Mm -hmm. i want you to listen and i've had people come up and they're like i cried through this song and i'm like that means you heard it like you were really you weren't on your phone or talking to anyone and yeah that to me is where i belong anyway in a bill
0: definitely i and and i want to throw it out there too i would love to see you guys with like the flaming lips i think that would that would be a good show. That would be fun, right?
2: Right. I'll worry about that. It'll be my first bill I <laughs> LA get together.
0: Where there you go. That'd be awesome. You know, um, so we're in, we're in the final segment kind of stuff here. We want to give you a little bit of time to talk about the events you have coming up this October. Um, you know, uh, where are you going to be? Let's talk. Like, what shows are you excited about? Okay, which one's your favorite child? Let us know. We, we obviously want to know the hard questions.
2: Favorite child? Oh, my God. <laughs> I, only have, I only have one son, and it's my cat. There but we are really excited. October 1st, Barry, mm-hmm. you're like right off in mm-hmm. October, is Porch Fest in Milford, which um, we've gone to. We've seen um, people play, all different types. But it's not like anything we've done.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And we are going to be at technically a porch slash a driveway. And it's like a house party, it sounds like. Um, and it's Milford Porch Fest for people who don't know. You walk through the neighborhood and every hour there's a new performer, and it's all local, some covers and some originals. It's a great event. So we are playing for like an hour and a half or two hours. And we're going to do the drum set and piano, and then some acoustic cajon action. Nice. And I get, I'm gonna play like covers that people know and wanna sing. Cause I, I drive Anthony nuts with the covers I play. Right. He's like, no one knows better Oblivion Community Center, Kate. Like I do, and it's fun to sing. Right. So I'm gonna do some hits and just sit back and have fun. So I'm pumped for that. Nice and then later in october at selden 10 selden i should know the date but i don't is our halloween show mm-hmm. and i'm that is just my life i love our halloween shows every year i get dressed up obnoxiously because ha- if you don't know me and anthony it is halloween every single day every song every album everything so we get to like actually act like that every once in a while everyone else would argue that we always do but we play our creepiest songs, with like creepy covers, and we have reality bomb with us who we've never played with. I'm so excited! Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be good. And they're all on our Facebook, so RSVP. <laughs>
0: no, that that's awesome. And and honestly, um, Halloween's also a, a big thing a, a big thing for us. We 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 started to now do this this aspect at at the cellar. Um, and so next year we'll team up. We'll do it at the cellar. It'll be a huge blowout costume contest. Let's get weird as possible. I'm a big fan of getting weird consensually. Um, And it just kind of like works out like the the best way. Um, What does the fall kind of look like for you guys though? You know, are you going, are you going to continue to keep pushing as we've hit the winter season? You know, and people have to understand out where we are, because there are so many colleges, it is a different it is a different time, you know, different type of thing. So our busier seasons for musicians are, uh, you know, the the fall and the winter. Um, summer not so much, but fall and yeah. winter are the busiest seasons. Are you guys going to push, 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 or are you guys gonna gonna uh, sit back a little bit? I think we're gonna push.
2: This is our okay. like this is when Michael Bublé thaws for winter for Christmas. This mm-hmm. is us. We. People have said, we sound like fallen New England, like that is our sound. Um, so we're just booking, booking, we're looking to go to Massachusetts, Vermont, st- just really, again, just throw our album at people, whether they like it or not.
0: That, that is awesome. <laughs> Unfortunately, the Apollo curtain is starting to be pulled up on us, and we need to wrap it up. We wanna give these last uh, moments 100% to you Please tell people where they can find you, where they can find Passing Strange, where they can find your music, you know, and if they can buy those awesome shirts that you guys have.
2: Yes, awesome. You can buy shirts, CDs, all our merch on our Bandcamp. It's Passing Strange. Instagram, we're Passing Strange. Um, On Facebook, we have like a fun fan group that we share ridiculous memes in, have lots of fun. Um, Other than that, you can stream us Anywhere. Spotify, Apple Music, we on YouTube Music. We are obnoxiously in your face. If you want to find us, you will. Mm-hmm. And then on TikTok, I, I just have full control. So I am doing these sad, like Bo Burnham covers in my living room. It's like very uh one of a kind stuff. So follow us on TikTok.
0: That, that is so awesome. Um, and in the, in the final moment for, do you have any advice for the next generation coming up? You know, for, for, for that boy, girl, or non-binary that is chilling and thinking about becoming creative or tapping into their creativeness?
2: What I would say is what Avril Levine taught me when I was in elementary school, which is, it is okay to be really, really mad i think this upcoming generation just really have it tough i mean i thought i had it tough and it is just a really hard time to be alive let alone be a kid or a teenager and between march for our lives and all these kids who are just like we are not gonna be quiet and we're not gonna be nice Um, I think be like the Linda Linda's be like these kids growing up who are going to use their art for a message and if you don't want to be a savior and save the world just make angry music make music with your emotions if you're sad because I think the world has really not been good to you so far and you don't have to act like it was
0: I love that thank you so so much
1: Thanks for having me. Absolutely.
0: Well, uh, th- yeah. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being here. i um, behind the brand WNHH, uh, 103.5 FM, New Haven with myself, Easy Blues, and the absolutely amazing and adorable Prestige. It's my line. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> Damn. <You> just... <laughs> I just,
0: I want, I wanted to try it on. I well, hadn't tried let, it on yet.
1: Let, let me get one, let me get one. Get, get, brother.
0: Please, please, knock it out the park, man. You do it better than me anyway. I was just I was just trying to, to pay you tribute. I wanted to give you that. I don't guys. need
1: tribute. I don't need tribute. I mean, it's not about <laughs> me. It's about Kate. But, Kate, I got one last thing before we get out of here. Um, what's on your playlist that you listen to now?
2: Of my, What I listen to? Not yeah, my own. What, what, are you,
1: what, what are you currently listen to now? Who are these top artists before we get out of here and end this thing?
2: Right now, I am listening to a lot of... Um, musicians I found on TikTok, surprisingly. Um, okay. Sarah Kay's is phenomenal. It's kind of like they they write a song, they put up a few seconds of it, and it is just incredible songwriting. Um, and I have, a, if you follow Kate Maribel on Spotify, um, a playlist called TikTok is the future of the music industry, <laughs> and it is all artists I found on there that it's just incredible people complain there's no real music anymore it's all (laughs) auto-tune i'm like no argument listen to that playlist
1: so it's safe to say tiktok is the new mtv
2: it is because it's genuine someone's in their bedroom with an acoustic guitar singing a song they wrote it's it's not some crazy pop version in your face and you know just another blonde girl with a great voice. It's real songwriting going on.
1: Hmm. And the best part is you can find it yourself.
2: Yes. And it's mine. And then they get famous and I get really mad. But I'm also really happy for them. It's very complicated.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love hate relationship. (laughs) <laughs> well, we did, well, we did love having you on on WNHHLP 103.5 FM New Haven, yes. myself, Prestige, and my partner in crime, Long Island Rays, Elm City Made, EZ Blues. And this has been Behind the Brand.
3: By yourself for once, I just take the view in and see it. For what it all is, just a light, prairie voice sitting in the dark. to my life.